Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome mama, you are in the right place. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) I know I always say welcome back, like I assume you've been here before, but welcome if this is your first time here as well. You've chosen a great episode to start with. Now, today's episode is a little longer than my norm, but it is some damn good information to toot my own horn shamelessly. It is good info. We're talking about willpower. And I did just want to say this real quick. Parts of what I'm sharing with you are from what I learned in the Mayo Clinic wellness course that I took. And in their curriculum, they reference at time Kelly McGonigal's book, The Willpower Instinct. I have not read the book, but I did want to give credit where credit may be due as some info I'm talking about today and sharing with you may have come from her book. So again, that's Kelly McGonigal's book, The Willpower Instinct, which I have not read, but I have heard amazing things about and it is definitely on my list. So just wanted to put that out there so credit is given where it is due. Okay, in these next two episodes here, we're talking about willpower and staying on track, getting off track, and how to get back on track. So this is actually a two-part episode. Part one is focusing on willpower, what it is, and what affects your willpower or lack of. And part two, which will be coming out next Tuesday, November 16th, is taking everything from this episode and recognizing what gets you off track and how to get back on track. Like we've all used that term before, I need to get back on track, whether it's with weight loss or consistently working out or honestly, a lot of factors in our life, right? When we start to drift away from the behavior change we were working towards, it's, oh, I need to get back on track. We'll get into that in part two, but these two episodes are really going to go hand in hand. So episode 47 and episode 48. So first, let's discuss willpower and the role of willpower in all of this. Now, if you listen to episode 43, that was seven tips for weight loss motivation. And obviously that was all about motivation. Willpower and motivation are often used interchangeably, especially in regards to behavior change. Motivation is the reason you have for acting or behaving in a certain way. And willpower is the control you exert to do something or restrain yourself from doing something. So although the definitions are different, there's some definite overlap there. It's helpful to think of motivation as the why and willpower as the how. If you haven't listened to episode 43 and weight loss is something you're thinking about or you're working on, I would encourage you to listen to that one as well. But for now, let's talk about willpower. Willpower is the ability to resist short-term temptations to reach long-term goals. And let me say that again, because it's a big focus of this episode here. Willpower is the ability to resist short-term temptations in order to reach your long-term goals. It's instant versus delayed gratification. 
It's like when Aladdin, and August has been watching Aladdin a lot lately, so this is perfect. When Aladdin is going to get the lamp from the Cave of Wonders and he has to walk past mountains of treasure and not touch it, but if he gets the lamp and delivers it first, then he can have the reward of all the treasure. Too bad Abu has no willpower and then he Fs the whole thing up by taking the treasure, but it's that idea there. Now, normally our long-term goals are in a little bit of a longer time span than just go get this lamp and then you can have that. So it's like studying instead of going to a party, not clicking buy now on Amazon, even though they make it so easy for you because you're saving money for something else. And yes, it's not eating a treat you didn't plan for because you're focusing on your weight loss. So there are three types of willpower. I will, I won't, and I want. I will go for a 15 minute walk after dinner. I won't eat any desserts this week. I want to move comfortably. I want to run a 5K. I want to wear my favorite dress that's a size too small right now. Your willpower is like a muscle. Using it makes it stronger. However, you need to be cautious of constant overuse that could burn it out. Looking at the three types, I will, I won't, I want, constantly relying on the I won't of willpower is a good way to burn it out. It's limiting and restricting. And as we know, when we tell ourselves we can't have something and make it forbidden, that just heightens the temptation. I want willpower is the most impactful. Knowing clearly what you want, what you're working towards, and why it's worth it to you to exert the control in your decision making. What do you want that is powerful enough to get you out the door for the 15-minute walk after dinner when your butt just really wants to hit the couch? Now, there are things that weaken your willpower, but good news, there are also things that strengthen it. Willpower in your decision-making happen in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. Things that weaken this area are stress, fatigue, emotions, decisions, temptations, and alcohol. This is why at the end of the day, when you're tired and you've been making decisions all day long, it's much easier to give in to your instant desires versus long-term goals. If you have the thought, I do well all day, but then I struggle at night. Your weakened and tired willpower muscle could be the key as to why. So on the flip side, we can strengthen our willpower by supporting our prefrontal cortex with sleep, physical activity, stress management, personal awareness, strong sense of meaning, and social support. What I really want you to understand is that willpower is not just this internal drive that we either have or we don't. Ultimately, you have the final say. You are the decision maker. However, there are some strong factors out there that can greatly influence your willpower. Awareness about what influences your willpower will help you strengthen it. And it is possible to feel like you have a real grasp on your willpower. But like I said, it's a muscle and you have to spend time and effort and awareness strengthening it. You know, before you ran, you walked. And before you walked, you crawled. So what influences willpower? Well, there are arguably six factors. Mood, environment, social setting, habits, physical sensation, and thoughts. 
I'm a girl that thrives on examples. That is how I learn best. So let me give examples of each to help you see this in real life situations. And obviously there is some overlap and we have multiple factors occurring simultaneously. Starting with the first one, mood. Good mood, bad mood, happy, sad, nervous, angry, excited, so on. We generally equate eating influenced by your mood with moods such as sad or angry. It's easy to turn to the instant reward of comfort and distraction you think you're getting from food when you don't want to feel those emotions. But it can happen even with a mood like excited, where instead of distracting ourselves from the emotion, we want to enhance the emotion and enjoy the moment that we're feeling. I have a client who this past week, she found out some really exciting news and celebrated with a glass of wine that turned into three glasses of wine. And that became a decision she was not happy about. And a mood like nervous is rather neutral, but again, in that moment, you search for something that will either change, enhance, or distract those feelings. And we turn to a quick cupcake before your yearly performance review or a couple of drinks on a first date. Obviously, mood influences beyond food as well. Have you ever planned to do some movement and then not done it because something happened that made you sad or angry? And mood can really tip the scale when it comes to us staying on track or saying F it. When you feel frustrated, defeated, overwhelmed, disappointed, what does that make you want to do with your weight loss? When you feel determined, accomplished, proud, confident, how does that fuel your actions? Before we go any further, let me say this. None of the ways that you find yourself reacting to these factors of willpower are bad. You're not bad or weak, so do not think that. Look at these factors with curiosity about how or why these support or derive from your willpower. No self-judgment, just curiosity. Okay, next factor is environment. The work break room can be a challenging environment for some people. In a lot of workplaces, there are always treats in there. If you have a goal to get more movement in your day and always take the stairs, but the stairs in your apartment building are dirty and dusty, that can certainly push against your willpower. Or things like your neighborhood. If you want to walk outside after dinner, but your neighborhood has no sidewalks, that can impact your choices. It's starting to get cold out and get darker earlier, which my mother actually likes when daylight saving time ends. She's the only person I've met who is like, yay, it's dark at 5.30. Like what woman? Ah, I hate, I hate it. I personally hate it. Anyways, getting cold and darker out earlier, that affects the choices you make for the latter part of the day. Next is social setting. There are social settings like being at a nice dinner, you can eat more than if you were at home. Hanging out with friends, you know, you're, you're having a good time and you don't want to focus on making decisions. If your family always drinks a lot at family get togethers, that can certainly influence you. But it's also your everyday social setting. What is your situation at home? Does your partner love to keep lots of foods you're trying not to eat? Were you raised in a family where stress management wasn't a thing and it was this accepted idea that you should be stressed and burning the midnight oil otherwise you're not working hard enough and now you've brought that behavior into your own life and even cultural aspects in some cultures exercising is just not the norm or smoking is very popular still next we have habits 
If every day you have the habit of hitting up Starbucks on your way to work and ordering a venti mocha, this might be something that is so ingrained in you that you don't even think about it. Or if you pour a glass of wine every night after putting your kids to bed, or if you have the habit of going for a run every weekday morning, these habits of our daily life become autopilot for us. It's not a question of willpower then because we just do it without needing to exert the effort of thinking about it or making a decision about it. Willpower comes in when you want to change your habit and that's tough. Like I said, willpower is a muscle and the first time you flex it trying to change whatever habit, it might not happen or you might have to build up to it. Resisting the short-term temptation because you have a long-term goal. So instead of ordering a large mocha, maybe you order medium and you work your way to a small. But as the change in your habit evolves into a new habit, it becomes easier because you don't have to use your willpower muscle as much or even at all eventually. Next, we have physical sensation, pain or pleasure. What do you physically feel? Using a personal example for this one, every morning I have a cup of coffee. For years, I have been doing this. It's how I start my day. And I enjoy the taste of coffee. And obviously, the caffeine plays a factor too. But I also love the smell of coffee brewing. And I'm always cold in the morning. So holding the warm mug is comforting. So my morning cup of coffee for me is multi-level enjoyment. It's not just about the taste. But when I found out I was pregnant a few years ago... I cut out coffee and I missed my whole coffee experience. I really did. It was a challenge for me and it definitely took willpower. I wanted to give in to the short-term temptation of my coffee routine and experience and the physical sensations of the smell and touch and taste, but my long-term desire of giving the tiny ball of cells that she was basically comprised of at that point of growing into a healthy baby was stronger. Another example of physical sensation is with movement, movement that makes your body feel good. Not, oh, I'm so proud of myself for committing to that, but actually feel good in your body. If I swim laps, my whole body feels very awake and alive afterwards. If I do hot yoga, my body feels refreshed and limber, and my back, that's usually tight, actually feels relaxed. On the flip side, if you are on your feet all day long, the physical sensation of finally plopping down on the couch and feeling those leg and back muscles relax can be a short-term temptation that you melt into instead of getting up in 15 minutes and doing the exercise that you planned. Our final factor is thoughts. Thoughts are so powerful. You control your thoughts. You can choose to believe or not to believe something. You can change your thoughts. What are your thoughts on your wellness journey or when it comes to your wellness? I will, I won't, I want. I gave some examples of these before. But hanging out in I won't land all the time, I won't have this, I won't have that, I won't do that, it wears down your willpower. Bargaining thoughts such as, okay, okay, I can have ice cream now, but I'll eat salad for lunch for the rest of the week. Or I can skip the gym today, but I'll go for longer tomorrow. And negative self-talk. Ugh, 
I always do this. I've failed. I can't do this. I don't deserve this. I'm not worth it. Or justification thoughts like, it's my birthday. I deserve to have blank. Or it's Christmas. It's not Christmas without blank. When you're used to bargaining thoughts or negative self-talk or justification, it's easy for that to be your go-to. It takes work as anyone who has changed their thoughts will tell you, myself included, it takes work to change your thoughts. The short-term temptation is giving into your norm. The long-term goal of talking to yourself the way you deserve to be talked to with respect, dignity, and love, it takes time and effort and practice. It's mental exertion and your brain gets tired. The more you have those supportive thoughts, thoughts like, I want to fit into my favorite dress again. I will nourish my body in a way I'm comfortable with today. I deserve everything I'm working towards. The easier it becomes to have them, the more likely your willpower will sway the direction you ultimately want it to. So there are the different factors of willpower. How do these impact the way you eat? Movement in your life, your mindset, Which of these factors in your life do you feel are the most supportive of your goals? Which factors make it more challenging? How can you change the challenging factor in your life to make it more supportive? And again, the way these influence your decisions is not bad. Just be curious about it. Keep these in mind throughout your next week. That is all for part one of this two-part episode series. Next week, I'll be back with part two, which takes what we just learned about willpower, and I show you how we can use it to do two things. Number one, recognize what gets you off track, and number two, how to get back on track. If you know someone who is working on their wellness, maybe they're struggling a little bit with it, send them this episode. Don't hog all the good info for yourself. Send them this episode so that they can see how different factors of life affect their willpower. Once you start to have an awareness of these factors and influences, it can be so eye-opening and it can really give you some great info and tools of how to make changes and navigate different aspects of your life in order to get to those long-term goals and desires. And as always, to all the beautiful mothers out there, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. And if you're not following me on Instagram yet, go ahead and give me a follow. I will talk to you next week with part two. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram, and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week.